Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Okay, we are back. It is season three, um, episode 14. And we told you that we were going to have an Esther um, on the podcast. And she's here. She's with us. And before we get to hear from Abby Johnson, I just want to share a couple things to you, um, our listeners. So I want to actually preface this podcast with a couple things. Um, first and foremost, some of you know. You know, both Jenna and I, uh, co-founders of Action 169, we have both experienced the trauma of abortion. And um, so we just want you to know that as you hear today, uh, just um, what, what Abby's going to share, what we're going to share, we hope that you feel encouraged. And um, this is in no way ever to uh, condemn in any way. Um, both Jenna and I have experienced, we've, we've, we've been through this and, and, you know, Jenna, you had said this before that there's a whole generation of women in the church who probably feel like the, they can't talk about this. Maybe they have had an abortion and, um, are, are not able to talk, you know, to anybody about it. And, you know, Jenna, you and I, we've talked about this. We were able to really come into healing and, and pray together, you know, as we both discovered that you know, we had both had an abortion. So, um, before I share any more, Abby Johnson, um, who is with us, I first heard her speak in Washington, DC at a Deborah's gathering. Um, so she is not only an Esther, she is a Deborah, um, but she has, uh, fiercely been determined to help women in need. And some of you may know some of her story. Um, but I just want to share that, uh, she used to work at a Planned Parenthood, um, our nation's largest abortion provider and actually fled um, the organization left to become an outspoken advocate for the pro-life movement. Um, now, if you follow Abby on Instagram, you'll also know she's an outspoken um, individual for uh, uh, what needs to be spoken about, right? And this podcast, we're all about a biblical perspective. And so that's what we're going to give you today. My husband and I um, got married in 2009. And during that time, he uh, he did not know that I had had an abortion. So four days after my 18th birthday, um, I was taken to have an abortion, um, just at a really rough time in my life, um, was using, um, didn't, wasn't walking with the Lord, all that. Um, but my husband and I got married walking with the Lord, life changes, all of that. Um, somebody passed along a letter to me and this letter, it's, it's now known as the Mississippi love letter, the Mississippi letter. And I'm, I'm, I'm downstairs, I'm reading this letter, my husband and I newly married. And in the letter, there's this, um, there's this uh, uh, person, if you will, his name is James. He has a vision of all these babies in heaven. Okay. So bear with me here. So he has, he has a vision of all these babies in heaven. And um, the love letter says that 
you know, that, that he really felt the Lord just kind of Holy Spirit impressing on his heart. I love these innocents more than, you know, and I love their mommies and their daddies and their grandparents as well. God told him how he wanted to draw them unto himself and heal them. Um, God told James, it is, it is time that the worshipful worship sounds of the 50 million. So the babies in heaven, the babies that have been aborted are released through America. Um, so then he goes on to talk about like the healing that there's healing for those that have had abortion. Um, he goes on to say, as you with understanding position yourself between heaven and earth and ask for the floodgates of my mercy to be opened in response to the cries of the eternal and your calling for my kingdom to manifest on earth floodgates of mercy will be opened. So I remember reading this letter, right? And this is the first time I'm like, even addressing this trauma from my past. And as I'm reading this letter, I start to hear a drumbeat and it's louder. It's audible. I'm like, you know, in tears listening and and it starts to sound like a heartbeat. And in that moment, I truly believe whether it, it was the Lord's heartbeat or my baby who is in heaven, you know, her heartbeat, that there was just a sinking, you know, of heartbeats in that moment. And, and, I wanted to share that because life has a sound, right? And isn't it like 22 days after that, the heart, that a baby's heart, you can hear a baby's heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that I was hearing a baby's heartbeat, my baby's heartbeat. So I know that's heavy. I just wanted to share that. Um, And, and Abby, you know, introduce you. Thank you for coming on um, and just ask, you know, um, just if you'd be willing to share your journey um, why you, why you came out of Planned Parenthood. Um, so I'm just going to hand it off to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, life does have a sound and, um, it reminds me of the time that I was actually <clears throat> asked by focus on the family to go and, um, they were having an event in Times Square and they wanted to play a baby's heartbeat mm-hmm. on uh, speakers down in the middle of Times Square. And they wanted to show a baby's face, you know, a 3D image of a baby's face on the jumbotrons in Times Square. And they had asked me to speak uh, at that event. And I said, yeah, sure. And I happened to be uh, in my third trimester of my pregnancy with my last baby, Fulton. And uh, they said, oh, they said, well, you're, you're pregnant. (laughs) And they said, "Uh, we actually don't have anybody for the ultrasound. And they said, could we just, could we use you and your baby? Mm. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, And so I, they didn't, nobody, nobody in the crowd knew it was me. So it was going to be a surprise, you know, that it was me and uh, Fulton. And so I'm in the van and, um, you know, I obviously can't hear anything because I'm in the van having the ultrasound done. But, you know, Times Square's, you know, busiest place probably in the world, noisiest place, you know, in the world. And um, and so I'm on the table and the nurse is doing the ultrasound, you know, and she's got an earpiece in. So, you know, she's and she has a microphone on. So they, the people in Times Square can hear her voice and then they turn the machine on so that they can hear Fulton's heartbeat and Fulton's heartbeat is being played all through Times Square. And, um, and my friend, Kevin McCullough, who is a journalist, 
he was there. Now there were protesters there. There were abortion supporters that were there and they had drums. They were like playing drums. They were trying to drown out, you know, the speakers and stuff like that who were there that day. Kevin said the only way he could describe it is that a holy hush came over Times Square. He said Times Square became silent when Fulton's heartbeat began playing over those speakers. And then all of a sudden you saw his face, you know, his little face on the jumbotron. And um, he said, everything just became completely still. And, um, and he said for just, you know, like, like 30, 30 to 45 seconds, he said, time, time square just stood still and was silent. And all you could hear was Fulton's heartbeat. And all you could see was his face. And, um, and so you're right. Like life does have a sound and, and, you know, in that, when I think about that time that, you know, God was able to use that moment and, and use, you know, my baby and use that time in my life. That was my, my eighth child. Um, it reminds me of God's goodness. It reminds me of his faithfulness. It also reminds me that God wastes nothing. If you choose to walk in his will, if you allow him, he wastes nothing. And, you know, I am a person who, you know, worked for Planned Parenthood. I uh, ran a Planned Parenthood. I was there for eight years. Um, I have had two abortions of my own. I uh, helped to facilitate over 22,000 abortions during my time at Planned Parenthood. You know, I was a person who manipulated and coerced and, you know, did some of the most terrible things you could imagine while I worked in the abortion industry. Um, I was incredibly cavalier about, you know, the deaths of these, these innocent preborn children. Um, but yet God has wasted none of my past to now allow me the gift and the privilege of working to every day, um, help spare the lives of, of these, these innocent children. And, and, you know, what a gift, even in my own life that, that after, you know, participating in all of this, that he has now gifted me with eight children of my own. And he has gifted me with a beautiful marriage mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all of these things. And that's not guaranteed certainly. Um, but you know, he has blessed me in that way. And, um, and that, you know, that's something that, you know, as I, I go around it and, in particular, talk to women who have had abortions. I mean, that's something that I talk to women about is, is just the goodness that God wants to bestow on them. Um, if we will allow him, um, you know, if we will, if we will give up that burden 
to the Lord, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's in our past, whether it's abortion, whether it's no matter what sin it is, if we will give that to him, um, he does want to forgive us. He does want to offer that grace uh, to us. Oh, so beautiful. Yes. Yes. I feel like a big amen. (laughs) Yes. Right. There, there, there's hope. And I hear, you know, encouragement as you share and it, 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 what you're saying reminds me of a scripture verse, which I know Jenna, you know, exactly which verse, right. He can make all things beautiful in time. Right. And I know you have an incredible testimony with that, Jenna. Um, and, and I know you have a question. I want to ask one question, um, Abby, what, what changed as far as like, there was a time where I'm going to assume that maybe you thought you were being helpful to the women coming in. What changed um, to bring the recognition that yes, the babies, their lives are being taken, but did, did you come to like a point of understanding of the trauma that the women themselves incurred or what, what changed for you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got involved with Planned Parenthood thinking, oh, I'm going to be helping women. I'm, you know, this is the right thing to do. Um, you know, believing that everything that Planned Parenthood, you know, just believing everything in Planned Parenthood had told me that, you know, we were there to help women, um, not have back alley abortions and that we're there to reduce the number of abortions. And I mean, this is the stuff that you heard in the media, right? So this was, I just sort of believed everything that they were telling us. Um, And then it wasn't really until my last year, I was a director there and uh, there were a few things happening at the, um, at the sort of the management level, you know, I was, I was hearing that, um, you know, we were going to be implementing these abortion quotas and I was going to be asked to double the abortion quota, which was weird to me because I've been told we were trying to keep abortion, you know, safe, legal, and rare. So then why are you trying to, you know, uh, give me the, well, give me the abortion quota, but then also doubling the abortion quota. That was weird to me. Um, then, uh, we had just some weird policies coming into place with, with women, the way we're treating women, but then ultimately, um, I ended up leaving the clinic after witnessing a live ultrasound guided abortion procedure. And I saw a 13 week old baby fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instruments. And I knew then that there was life in the womb. There was humanity in the womb. Ultrasound guided abortions are not typical types of abortion procedures that are performed. Generally, an abortion procedure is done uh, in a blind manner. So without the use of an ultrasound, you know, during the actual abortion, but we had a visiting physician that day and he was like, Oh, I'm going to show you this different type of abortion procedure. You know, I, I like to actually see what's happening in the womb while I'm performing the abortions. I'd never seen anything like that before to my knowledge, an abortion like that had never been performed before in our clinic. And uh, I was shocked, you know, I, I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And, um, and so I, I ended up resigning and then sort of on accident joining the pro-life movement. I mean, I, 
I, I was like, I don't want to be a part of abortion anymore, but I didn't really think like, oh, I'm this big, you know, pro-life advocate or anything either. It was just sort of like, well, you know, I'll, I'm just going to sort of be quiet over here and not be a part of abortion. But then Planned Parenthood ended up suing me. And when they sued me, uh, they sent out a press release and that press release got picked up by the Associated Press. Then all of a sudden I was on Fox News and MSNBC and and people were asking me, well, why are you trying to silence her? What does she know that you don't want her to tell people? And that was really what prompted me to start telling my story. And I've been doing that now for the past 12 years. Wow. Wow. I'm, and, and I am so grateful for that. There's a lot, there's so many that are so grateful for that. Right. And so, yeah, so glad that you are doing what you're doing. And there was a movie, right. I actually haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie yet. I, I just haven't been able to yet. I think eventually I'll get there. Like yeah. God's healing me still, yeah. you know, from, um, what I, what I refer to as the trauma of abortion. Um, you know, gratefully, thankfully my husband and I, after, 11, 12 years of marriage adopted, um, in 2020. And I, I have not, um, I've not carried a pregnancy since, um, you know, since that abortion, but our daughter is incredible and there's a whole incredible, amazing story there. Um, but I want to hand it off to Jenna for just a second. Cause Jenna has an incredible testimony. Um, and, and, and I know she's super excited to, to, to talk with you, Abby, we're, we're both just thrilled that you could come on today. So yeah. Jenna. Yeah. Thank you. I did see the unplanned movie. I I remember as soon as it came out, we live in a pretty amazing Christian community. And so our movie theater always has all the Christian movies. And I remember I went to it by myself and, you know, healing from abortion, I believe it is, it's so multi-layer it's like multi-layers like, you know, and so, um, God just does thing. And, And when I watched that movie, I just felt like it was part of me understanding more of like what happened and, and, and things like that. So thank you. I just, I really appreciate that. And as you were speaking, I was thinking of the Bible verse in Luke seven that talks about, you know, she has been forgiven of her many sins. And this is why she has shown me such extravagant love. And I'm having a hard time, like keeping it together. Cause I'm just thinking about, sorry, the beauty of the three of us here together, you know, and how God is so good how he brings reconciliation sorry it's okay I'm sorry. yeah it's such a redemption to something that feels like I remember crying on the floor in my closet and just feeling like there was no hope that anything good could come out of what I had done you know feeling all of the shame and the guilt, you know, when a neighbor lost her baby and I would say, God, why did, why, why have you given me children? Save her baby. You know, look at what I've done. And I just, I remember the verse, um, God gave me the, in Ecclesiastes 311 about how he can just make anything beautiful in his time. And I just remember having to cling on to that because I had to believe it in faith because it didn't seem possible, you know, in that moment. But, you know, here today, sorry, I wasn't planning on getting so emotional. Usually I don't anymore, but, um, but I, um, yeah, just, um, 
I remember having to cling on to that and God giving me scripture. And, you know, I just believe that, you know, God is anointing and honoring people who are willing to come to face to face with reality about the things that they have done and then repent and allow him to come in and heal. And so I just, my prayer today is that women that are listening, you know, um, that they would just realize that, that God is a healer and there's nothing too big for him. And, um, he just, he moves mountains. I can remember one night and I was sleeping in my bed right here and I was awoken at like, it was around 12, it was between 12 and three. And I heard this crying baby and I actually had a baby at the time. And I went over to the baby monitor, but it wasn't going off. And after searching through my whole house, opening windows and doors, trying to find this crying baby, I realized that like, I was hearing a baby like in spirit and that, and, um, I remember, um, I, I didn't, I didn't really understand what was happening at that time. Um, but now today, like I, God's given me the understanding that there was like an angelic encounter and there was this, um, it, it just felt like the spirit to spirit interaction. And in that moment, God commissioned and equipped me that night supernaturally to then go and share And then God began to just opening doors and opening doors and sharing testimonies. And, you know, some of the hope that I wanted to share with women is, is, um, you know, there's this moment where it can be like, you have to lay down your reputation, right? You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to, um, face and, and just be like, you know what, I'm not going to care what people think about me. I'm just going to do, you know, um, what the Lord's calling me to do. And, and you come to this place in your heart where it's like, Lord, I'll do anything. Like I'll do anything. And I, I just want your will in my life. And he just, he can do a lot with that. He can do so many, so many things with that. And then you get to play a part in the word saving lives of children, you know, who these women had abortions planned and, and they didn't because, you know, you were able to use your voice. And so, um, I just wanted to say, thank you. And I just really think God is smiling right now to see, you know, where we've all come from. And now here we are exalting Christ and saying, Hey, God can bring glory out of, you know, broken things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of times women, I mean, and men, there's women and men who have been involved, you know, in abortion one way or the other. I think a lot of times women hold on to you know, past abortions and they're like, oh, there's just no way God can forgive me or whatever. And I, I think one of the reasons that people do that is because they just don't understand how big God is. Mm-hmm. They just don't understand how truly small we are mm-hmm. <laughs> and how small our burdens are and um, just how great his forgiveness is. And, you know, God, he does what he says he's going to do. So, you know, it's, it's almost like an issue of pride in us, you know, God doesn't lie and the Lord doesn't lie. So if he says that, you know, our transgressions, when he forgives them there, as far as the East is from the West, he means it right. So do we believe the Lord or not? You know, do we, do we believe that he is a Lord of mercy? Do we believe that he is a God of forgiveness or do we not? 
Do we believe that he is who he says he is? You know, do we, or, or are we calling him a liar? Um, and you know, if we believe that, then we have to accept that forgiveness and we have to, and we have to leave those sins. We have to leave that burden at like at his feet. We have to let him take it and we have to move forward because I think that God wants to do something. I think with all of us who have had abortions, I think with all of us who, you know, have walked through some crap, you know, in our past, I think God wants to do something amazing with, yeah. with all of our testimonies. Um, I think he calls each and every one of us to do something amazing with it. It may not be having a podcast. It may not be standing on stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people every year, but it may be sharing one-on-one with your neighbor. It may be sharing with that young woman in your church who's considering an abortion. Um, you know, it may be going and standing and praying out in front of your local abortion clinic. It may be being a client advocate at your pregnancy center. It, it may be something super small, but that super small thing could save lives. And that's huge for the kingdom of God. Mm. And, and so I think that he, like I said, he wastes nothing. He's not going to waste your testimony. Um, he's not going to waste your past sin. He, he's going to use it. He wants to use it if you will allow him. And if you will walk in his will and that's what you ladies are doing. (laughs) As, as are you, Abby? Absolutely. I feel really encouraged and, um, just hope listeners that you do as well. If uh, just one last thing that we're going to, um, just go over a little bit, you know, there's a, there's a common, um, there's a common verbiage that's used a woman's right to have an abortion. I just want to touch on that just for a moment. We've got a little bit of time. Um, and, and I just, I want to challenge that in the sense of, yes, we are starting right there. There's a waking up that this is like this baby, this is life for a woman to have her best health. And, and I'm saying this as a woman who's had an abortion for a woman to have her best health it is not the right choice. Like, yes, you can have a choice, but it is not the right choice to choose abortion because of, yes, we have life in the womb, precious life in the womb, but then also we are created body, spirit, and soul. And, you know, I can honestly say that my body, spirit, and soul, right. Having experienced an abortion is still working through the healing and, 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 you know, walking in Christ and everything, Abby, you said, and everything, Jenna, you said, you know, I know that the Lord, um, has had, there's a forgiveness. There's a, there's a deep healing that's happened. Um, but for somebody, you know, who's continuing that cry of like, it's a woman's right. It's like, you know, for what to experience trauma, it's her right to experience trauma. <laughs> so I just, yeah. I really want to challenge that. And, and just, you know, say one other thing and, and just hand it to the both of you, if you have anything on this, um, is that, you know, a, a mistake I believe that churches can make is, is, you know, not talking about this because statistically there's a large percent of women in the church who have had abortions. Right. And so, um, it's, it's good to speak on these things in safe places with safe people. And I, and I really believe that is here. Um, listeners, I do hope you feel encouraged. 
Um, I know I do. Um, we really, we're really strategic about who we have on our podcast. Now, I don't know if you've, you know, Abby, if you've seen, we've had like three other guests, maybe three or four other guests, including our husband. So we're super strategic and just, you know, knew that, um, it'd be such a, a, a blessing to have you on and, and, and such an encouragement to our listeners, but just any comments on that about, um, a woman's right, uh, that verbiage that's used. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we have a very skewed view of what, of what rights are in, in this country, um, in our society. I mean, nobody has the right to take the life of an innocent human being of another innocent human being that, that right, uh, does not, and should not exist. Um, but people say they have the right to do crazy things all, all the time. Right. Um, they're like, Oh, I have the, I have the right to, you know, to, uh, you know, have an affair with your husband, or I have the right to, you know, do this or that. No, you don't. Right. You, you know, I have the right to, um, uh, for my child to be transgender or I have the right. We, we have these, we have this crazy idea of rights in our country and, um, anything that goes against the word of God, um, is, is not a right. And, uh, abortion goes against the word of God. Um, taking an innocent human life goes against the word of God. And so it, it cannot and, and should not ever be a right. And, and then there's no other, there's no other example. I mean, even people that are like, well, I'm not, I'm not a Christian. So, okay, well, give me an example then of any other time where it's okay to take human life, innocent human life and kill it. Mm -hmm. It's never, it's not okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, but we, we're living in such strange times. I mean, science is now regressing instead of progressing, you know, you've got scientists that are saying now you've got, uh, people that are saying, oh, well, you know, that, um, heartbeat that we've always called a heartbeat that for, you know, now five decades, we've called a heartbeat and you hear it on that on that fetal Doppler monitor and all that ultrasound, you see it flickering. That's actually not a heartbeat. I mean, I know it's coming from a heart um, in a baby, but it's not a heartbeat. Um, You know, our science is going backwards now in order to appease abortion supporters. It's pathetic where we are in our society in order to uh, satiate minds of people who are evil. And that's sort of where we are. And uh, we have to hold fast to God's truth with a capital T. Um, We have to um, hold fast to the word of God. We have to stay in the scriptures. We have to um, stay in prayer. We have to stay in relationship with him. Um, And we have to keep boldly proclaiming that truth, you know, no matter who gets upset by it, no matter who gets offended by it. Look, 
truth will offend those who are opposed to truth. Um, but we have to remember the example that that Jesus showed us in his 33 years of ministry. When Jesus spoke, he spoke clearly. And there were times where Jesus would say something and people would be like, whoa, like, what? Yeah. wait, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? You know, and he'd be like, I said what I said. <laughs> right. And he, he said it and he didn't backtrack. He wasn't like, well, what I meant was or what I should have said. What? No. When the Lord spoke, he spoke clearly. He spoke boldly and he did not mince words. That's exactly how we should be. We should follow the Lord's example. And, um, and I think that we've got too many people, even particularly, not even particularly people in the church, particularly pastors that are not calling sin, sin anymore. We do not talk about the justice of the Lord. We do not talk enough about um, the way to heaven. Uh, we do not talk about hell. Um, every believer should have a, a a healthy fear of hell. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure that we're talking about that enough. Um, I'm not sure that we're talking about the road to heaven enough. I'm not sure that we're talking about repentance mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we, you know, and, and I, I'm not like one of those fire and brimstone people, but, um, I think that we have, I think that we're teaching a, a, a false, um, idea of who God is yeah, and God is love, but God is also just, yeah. And, um, we need to understand the, the person of Christ. And, um, and so I would say, you know, one of the ways that we do that is by staying in the word of God, um, by building relationship with him, by being active in a, you know, God fearing church, by being in community with other believers, all of those things are, are important. And so don't isolate yourself. Um, you know, be, be in community with one another. Amen. Amen. So good. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm encouraged and, uh, it makes me think of all of the other things that are going on in the world, which I'm sure we could talk about, but it, what you're saying addresses all of those things, you know, from it just, yeah, all of it. And so, um, Abby, thank you so much. I want to just read uh, this is from science is clear and now bear with me. I know that science is going backwards. Um, we know that and we've talked about that on this podcast from, um, X to Y to Z. Uh, but this is, um, from Sarah Terzo, um, for live action, um, on, this is actually from, uh, science, but here's some facts is that science teaches us without reservation um, and God teaches us without reservation that life begins at fertilization or conception. It is a scientific fact that an organism exists 
after fertilization. So I don't know if you guys have seen pictures. I've seen some incredible pictures of conception. It's really amazing. Um, but it is a scientific fact that an organism exists after fertilization that was not there before. Um, this new organism has its own DNA. And how incredible is that distinct from the mother and father, meaning that it is a unique person. As an embryo grows, it develops a heartbeat, right? 22 days after fertilization, its own circulatory system and its own organs. From fertilization, it is a new organism that is alive and will continue to grow and develop as long as nutrition is provided and its life is not ended through violence or illness. I've always thought of the womb now as being like a kind of like a tabernacle of sorts, yeah. you know, <laughs> so and that's, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but you just, uh, thank you so much, Abby, for coming on. I really do feel like there's so many other things we could talk about, but for, you know, for time's sake, we'll just, we'll, we'll leave it at that <laughs> and just, um, yeah, just thank you so much for coming on, um, listeners. This is actually a wrap for our third season. Um, listeners, we just thank you for joining us. Abby, thank you so much um, for coming on. We're just um, so excited for this. And uh, information about where you can um, stay connected with Abby. She's got an Instagram account, uh, I believe, right? Just Abby, Abby Johnson. Yeah. And pro, I think pro-life Abby Johnson, maybe. And uh, yeah, but if you like just search Abby Johnson, it'll pop up. And then, yeah. And if you go to my website, just abbyjabbyj.com, like all of my socials are on there. You can look there. And a family photo. I'm on abbyj.com right now. <laughs> it's a beautiful family. Um, yes. Beautiful family. Thank you. And books and, and, you know, any information about Abby, there's books, film, news, events, yeah. podcasts. So you can just find all of Abby's um, info um, at abbyj.com. So thank you so much, Abby. Thank you.